0: Hi, welcome to the Charlotte Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and that it both encourages and inspires you. Come on, let's give the band a great hand. What a great job. Don't you love our movement? Don't you just love being part of a Pentecostal church? Come on, who loves that? absolutely, just absolutely love it. You know, I grew up in a traditional church, and traditional church, you know, taught me how to love the Word and things like that, but they never really believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They didn't believe in the gifts of the Spirit, didn't believe in anything like that at all. Our church, when someone got excited, what I love, there was such a great sense of excitement here. The church that I came from, when someone got too excited, when someone lifted one hand in worship, someone would come and tap them on the shoulder and say, we don't do that here, we don't get too excited for God. But I remember then one day when they were preaching against the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the next day the pastor came to church and said, I know I've been preaching against it, but last night I got baptised in the Holy Spirit. And I, so, so that is my heritage. That's my history. And I just love that God doesn't confine himself into our limited thinking. Amen just in the way that we actually think things. So it's great to be here today and uh, great to be part of this great church and just what you're doing in the community. And uh, I just believe God is going to speak to us today. Have you come ready expecting for God to do something? Awesome. I want to just turn with me into the Word of God. We're going to have a look at just this great passage of Scripture that we have read many, many times before. But I want to talk to you today on a few moments on unconventional victories. Unconventional victories. The reality is, is that you and I serve an unconventional God. I believe that's one of the reasons why the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight because we do not want to be conformed to the way this world thinks. Come on, who knows that this morning? Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. And we serve an unconventional God that often just does things unconventional in our lives. I mean, you think about we've just come out of Easter. You think about the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus. You think about the cross of Christ. For years, it was known as the cross of shame because that's where they hung the worst of criminals. But Jesus turned it into a place of victory and into a place of breakthrough. God just has the habit of doing unconventional things in our lives. You look at the the history of our faith. We love as Pentecostals to preach about Acts 1 verse 8, where Jesus says, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be witnesses. The Bible says this, the word witnesses literally means the word martyrs. And we know this in church history, that was because the martyrdom of their faith, that it was amazing how the gospel just spread. But church history tells us that in the early days, as the Romans would drag the Christians in front of the Colosseum, and that they were hoping to make a public spectacle of them that would bring ripples of fear throughout society, the direct opposite happened. And church history tells us that they would lead these ordinary men like you and I, ready to be martyred for their faith. And when the crowd would expect to see these people like you and I freaking out and screaming in terror, they saw the direct opposite. They saw ordinary people like us being led into the middle, bound by the stake, ready to be fed to the lions. And they saw this calm disposition. They saw people praying for their captors. They saw these people ready to face and meet their maker. And the very opposite happened. Rather than actually turning people away from Christianity, the direct opposite happened. And thousands of people in the Colosseum said, if these people can face death with an incredible sense of certainty and calmness, then maybe the God that they serve is actually real. And they actually say that the Colosseums, they saw thousands of people give their lives to Jesus. God just has an incredible way of bringing victory in the most unconventional ways in our lives. So I want to talk to you about that today. And I want to talk to you just for a few moments on the way that God does that. And us being sensitive to the leadings of the Holy Spirit, the unusual situations that God places us in. The stirrings of God for us to be aware of in the way that God actually moves in our lives. Now, now we can talk about many unconventional victories in the Word of God, but I want to have a look at this classic one with David and Goliath, who's read this great story about David and Goliath. 1 Samuel chapter 70 verse 48 to 50. And I just want to spend a few moments looking at the moment that David actually defeated Goliath. Because there's some great truth in this passage. It says this in 1 Samuel 17, verse 48. It says, As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle, line to meet him, reaching into his bag and taking out a stone. He slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Verse 50. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Now watch this. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. Church, I want you to notice verse 50. Without a sword in his hand. The Bible makes the distinction, the strong distinction without a sword. In other words, God had a different path for David, didn't He? God had different tools for David. God had different ideas for David. David was not the normal warrior. David was not the most conventional choice. Even as we know in David's history, even his own father didn't acknowledge him. Even his own brothers really wrote him off. And if you think about it, everyone else in battle had a sword. I mean, think about it. All of the Israelite army had a sword, but it didn't do him any good, did it? Goliath had a sword. And yet it didn't help him much. David grew up in a generation and in a culture where people used swords and were trained in swords and had developed swordmanship so they could actually defeat the enemy. And the reality was, it was the expected thing to do, wasn't it? It was the normal thing that everyone else would do. When they would go out into battle, they would take the sword. But God had a different plan for David. God raises David with the power of the slingshot and not the sword. And in that plan, it was not conventional. It was not normal. It was not expected. But that's the way that God works in our lives. And I want to encourage you today that if you are believing for victory, if you are believing for breakthrough, if you are believing for this next season that God is going to take you into, can I encourage you today? God is not going to do it by traditional means. He's not going to do it by conventional methods. We have an amazing ability. You know, I've been in the faith now for 30 years. We have an amazing ability to kind of conventionalize and normalise the very thing that God doesn't want us to normalise in our lives. You know, so I, I think... You know, I remember, I don't know if you remember the, the days of the seeker friendly church. You remember those days? And there's nothing about, nothing wrong about being contemporary. I'm not having to go at that. But there are some things that are great to be unexplainable when it comes to God. How can you explain the Trinity? I love the fact that people come into our church and they sense this presence. And they kind of, you know, people that first get saved and they go, What is this? Is this karma? I can't explain it. It's not karma, it's the presence of God. Yeah. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. How can you really explain that? And so God just works in unconventional ways in our lives. And, you know, I love what it says in Isaiah that His ways are higher than our ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And His thoughts and His ways are not our ways and our thoughts. And so I want to challenge you this morning. That if you believe in for a victory, come on, let's think higher. Yes. Let's not by what we see, but let's believe in faith that God can do something supernatural. So, can you give you some three unconventional thoughts when it comes to unconventional victories that God wants to bring in our lives? You ready for this? Unconventional thought number one. Everyone say number one. Number one. Unconventional thought number one. When it comes to God and his ability to bring breakthrough in our lives. The battle is over even before it has begun. If there's one thing I've realised about God, is that the battle is over even before it has begun. Now the Bible says that He didn't have a sword. Church, He didn't need a sword. He had a slingshot. And I've heard preachers preach about the theology of the slingshot and how the slingshot was the perfect thing for Goliath for. I've heard all of that. But I'll say this to you today, he didn't even need a slingshot. He could have killed Goliath with a piece of paper. He could have been like a Jason Bourne. Just pulled out a pen. Stabbed him right in the forehead. Because in the reality, it wasn't actually what David had in his hand. It was just the fact that God was with him. That God was going to bring about the victory in David's life. I think so many times we get so caught about what is in our hand and what we don't have, and we don't have the right skill set, and we are not in the right area, and we don't have the right abilities, we don't have a whole bunch of, and we think about all the stuff in the natural world. Can I just say this? That is God, if God has decreed victory over your life. It doesn't matter what circumstances. It doesn't matter what background. It doesn't matter whether you feel you've been born in the wrong generation. It doesn't matter. The battle is over even before it has begun. I want you to notice this. You, want, you say, well, give me some other scriptures. Well, let's have a look at this. Joshua chapter six, verse one to two. This is another victory. One of the great victories in the Old Testament. And I love this, that before they even go into Jericho. Look at this in verse one and two. Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. And then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I've delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. Church, I want you to notice that God said this before the battle, not after the battle. I don't know about you, but I would have gone, did I miss something? Like, did I wake up one morning and all of a sudden the battle, like, what did I actually miss? But God is actually saying to Joshua, even before the battle has begun, God has delivered Jericho into his hands. And I want you to notice God is talking past tense. You see, God sees eternity, past, present and future, so different to you and I. And there's this idea that God has already done the heavy lifting. God has already done the fighting. And that even though there was no sign of success, nothing has happened. The Lord says, I have delivered. I have decided. I just want you to notice something. I believe this is for someone this morning. The Bible says that they were tightly shut up because of the Israelites. Israelite came ready to defeat Jericho. And the Bible says that all the cracks, all the opportunities all the loopholes to actually go in and fight against this city were completely shut up. But the Bible says that it was shut up because of the Israelites. When you and I go through a hard situation, we often say we're going through a hard scenario. God has left us. But maybe it's a lot harder because maybe you are actually more effective than what you actually realise, than what you are. And here the Israelites, it was actually harder for them because they were about to be incredibly effective. It's so easy for you and I often to look back and go, "Oh, you know, you know, reaching my kids has been so hard and prayer has been so hard and you know, seeing breakthrough in this area has been so hard. But just maybe it is hard because the enemy knows on the other side of that hardness, there is going to be breakthrough, deliverance, favour and breakthrough and just seasons of blessing in your life. The battle is over even before it's begun. The second unconventional thought is this. Second one is this, David was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He shouldn't have been there. I mean, even his brothers attest to that. Look what it says in 1 Samuel 17, verse 28. It says, when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger against him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited... You are. Isn't it funny, people often blame you for the very lens that they're looking through themselves. David was conceited, he was conceited. And how wicked is your heart, you've come only down here to watch the battle. This is, what, this is the way siblings talk. Now what have I done, said David, can't I even speak? Come on, if you're a parent here of more than one child, how many times have you heard that? Unconventional timing. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. His brothers say, you shouldn't even be here. Go back to the sheep. You're wasting our time. And in the natural was the wrong time, but in the spiritual, it was God's perfect time. And the reality is it didn't matter what people said. It didn't matter what people perceived. He just didn't back down. And there's this picture that David just landed into this place. He kind of just fell into this place of defeating Goliath, he didn't have an agenda that morning. He didn't wake up and say, I'm going to be a giant killer. I'm going to wake up this morning. I'm going to defeat the enemy. And if you think about it, the the, the battle with Goliath was the beginning of a whole new life for David. But David kind of just fell into this next season that God had for him. You have a look at this in Psalm. I love this. One of my favourite scriptures here is Psalm 105, verse 42 to 45. For he remembers his holy servant given to his servant Abraham, so his holy promise. He brought out his people with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations. Listen, they fell heir to what they had toiled for. They fell heir to what they had toiled for. Church, I love that. They stumbled into the presence of, into the blessing of God. They stumbled into favour. They stumbled into God's plan and purpose for their lives. We try to manipulate the circumstance, try to make it all happen, rather than just being confident that when it comes to victory, God will just land us in the right place at the right time, in the right season, with the right people and the right tools and everything that we need. And I want to encourage you this morning that if you're believing for this next season that maybe God has for you, can you trust in your own faith that you will just stumble into the plan and purpose of God that God has for your life? You look at the Apostle Paul, one of my favourite scriptures is that every time that that Paul opens up a particular letter, he says, Paul the Apostle by the will of God. So Paul makes the point that by the will of God, he's an apostle of Jesus. What I find really interesting is that when God called Paul, he wasn't looking for the will of God. It just seems that he landed in this place. He was on the road killing the church. He was actually going directly against the will of God. And in that place of going against the will of God, God arrested His attention. And I kind of call it bumbling Christianity. We're bumbling along, trying to work out like I'm doing right now. We're bumbling on trying to work out, oh, we've got to get this right. God. In our bumbling, can you believe that God is still going to fulfil His will and His purpose in your life. Yeah. And here we see with David, he just fell into the promise that God had for him. With, with Israel, we see they as they leave Egypt, they fall into the very thing that God has for so My encouragement to you this morning in unconventional victories, you may feel you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, but God will still fulfil His plan and His purpose in your life. Yeah. The third one is this is that David was just an unconventional choice, wasn't he? I mean, his father didn't pick him. His brothers didn't pick him. When he comes to King Saul, they're scratching the head going, well, you're going to get wiped out, but hey, it's your life. Off you go. David was just an unconventional choice. Look what it says here. And they try to put on the battle armour to make him look like them. It says in verse 38, then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armour on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. And the reality is throughout David's life, he just never fit, did he? He didn't fit the clothing that was given to him. He didn't fit the mould. He didn't fit the battle. He just didn't fit. And rather than conforming, He makes this powerful statement. He says, I can't go on these because I'm not used to them. In other words, they will slow me down. And I write this down, this little punchline that I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me about. If we spend less time trying to fit and more time in being obedient to God's call, we would get through life a lot quicker. We'd defeat a lot more. We'd conquer a lot more. And we'd get ahead a lot more. And I just think God brings about the greatest victories in our lives. Not when we fit, but when we don't fit. When circumstances just don't seem to fit together. You know, throughout my whole life, I never really felt that I fit. Probably Many of you would probably have a similar story. You know, I, I grew up in a, in a European household. And when I first went to school years ago, I was probably the only guy whose parents weren't well, were born in Australia. And so... In the early days, just our culture and who we were just kind of never really fit into the norm of of the school that I was at. You know, even my lunchbox didn't fit where everyone else would have Vegemite sandwiches. My mum would make these thick salami sandwiches. You could smell my sandwiches right throughout the whole school ground. I used to be embarrassed of my sandwiches the moment I opened up my lunchbox, everyone knew that Heinzie opened up his lunchbox. <laughs> just didn't feel like a fit. I remember when I was about 13, 14, God started to speak to me about the call and serving God and serving him in ministry. I mean, one time just being in a meeting like this and a preacher started preaching and I felt the Holy Spirit say, you're going to be like that one day. Really? And so I'd finished school and I was a bit shy, a bit quiet, a bit insecure and and I went to uni, I got in as, in, in as an engineer to do engineering in uni. And as I'm there in my first day, I was almost like Jonah. God said, what are you doing here? This is not the place for you. And so I left that uni and I got involved in, got to Bible college, got to the end of Bible college. Got to the end and we sat with the Bible college principal and he said, what do you want to do? And I was, again, I was very shy and not really communicative and didn't know how to connect with people well. And I said, oh, I'd like to serve the Lord in ministry i like to be a pastor one day, and he said, well, we don't think, you know, that's, that's a call of God for you. Just go out and get a normal job. Every single juncture of my life, I just never really felt that I fit. But that feeling of feeling unfit, so to speak, was the very thing that God drove me in going after His plan and His purpose in fulfilling the call of God that God had for my life. You know, I remember when we first took over Faith Christian Church. I just, in the early days, we just didn't feel like we fit. I find it amazing. You know, our church has been around for 30 odd years, actually longer in this, sorry, this is the 70th year anniversary of our church. It's got a great history, great heritage. And, uh, you know, when I felt that my time was done in Adelaide and I was praying about the next season where God was going to take me, I remember going on a 40 day fast and saying, Holy Spirit, what's the next season? And God gave me a dream that I was working with a white-haired man. And uh, three nights in a row, and we're doing up this heritage house. We're painting and doing these little things up. Second night, had the same dream, but now it was a different house. Third night, had the same dream, now it was a different structure, but same principle in the dream. White up and say, who's this white-haired man? Started driving around Adelaide looking for white-haired men. About six months later, we're having a state conference and Pastor Alan Davies was the speaker. Someone asked me to pick him up. As I picked him up and I was driving around, the moment I picked him up, looked at him and I thought, you're the whitehead man in my dream. Now, I didn't say to him, hey, Pastor Alan, I've been dreaming about you. (laughs) I mean, that would have been weird, right? Would have been weird. But God began to open up a door. And then we took over uh, eight years ago and uh, we came into the church 10 years ago and we did a transition with him. And but I remember the early days, just trying to find out where we fit because the church was a very traditional church, powerful church, historically, and continues to be significant church. But I just think that that unfitting where we all fit was the very thing that God used to continue to propel the church forward. And I think so many times we always want to make sure that we fit well rather than understanding in the way that we don't fit, God can actually do His greatest work in our lives. And David just was in this awkward place. But God still used him to defeat an enemy. Unconventional victories. God often uses unconventional people. The fourth one is this, is just it was an unconventional focus. The reality is David didn't have any focus on fighting a Goliath. Israel wasn't birthed as a battle nation. They were birthed as a worshipping nation, as a nation that would be known for their dedication and their heart for God. Think about it, they weren't known as a battle nation like the Babylonians and the Syrians and all the other people that went before them. They were known as something different. But David had a different focus. His focus was for the things of God, his desire and his heart for God himself. And through that, God brought about an unconventional victory. God doesn't need the right place in the right time. He can create the right place in the right time. Stop looking at what you don't have because the battle is already won, but even before it has begun. And maybe you don't feel like you fit. Welcome to the club. None of us fit. But in our unfitness, I don't mean physical fitness, we should all be fit, amen. But in our unfitness, maybe God can do his greatest work in the church and in our own lives. And I want to pray for you tonight, this morning. I want to spend a few moments just saying, Holy Spirit, maybe today that you have a desire for a victory in an area of your life. Maybe right now there are some battles that have been going on for quite a while and there's this sense of being battle weary. Can I pray that this morning the goal will begin a new thing in you? Will you begin to go on a pathway of seeing significant breakthrough in your life? Maybe today it's a personal battle. Maybe today it's a battle with a family member. Maybe today it's a battle when it comes to your business. Maybe today there's a financial battle. Maybe today there are some battles this church is going through right now But can I pray that this next season is not a season that we get wearied by the battle. But can I pray that this next season will be a season that will speak of the victories that God has given us, because we're not going to be limiting our thinking by what we see, but we understand that we actually serve an unconventional God that does unconventional things in our lives. In such a powerful way. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. Can I pray for you today? Can I pray that this morning that God begins a pathway of victory that you've never ever seen before? Personal victory, victory maybe in the world around you. Can I I pray that 2021 will be the greatest year of victory for you? Not 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 a year of defeat, not a year of weariness, not a year of brokenness. I tell you what—the amount of stories I heard out of COVID about, you know, weariness and brokenness and struggling. I believe 2021 can be a year that God reverses everything that the enemy has taken from us. I am. Alive. Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. You can connect with us at shilohchurch.com.au.